Welcome to Scale Your Business Radio with your hosts, David Finkel and Jeff Hoffman. Welcome back, Scale listeners. This is David Finkel. I'm joined by my co-host, Jeff Hoffman, here on Scale Your Business Radio, the show that's focused on growing your business and getting your life back by working less and getting your business to produce more. So, hey, Jeff, in this segment, we're going to focus in on strategic planning, which is just so important here, and and, and this idea that strategic planning is really where you as a business choose to focus your attention and where you choose not to focus your attention and your time and your resources and so forth. If you would here, there's this concept called fewer better. Talk a little bit, if you would, about this concept of fewer better and why it matters so much as a business owner. I mean, why can't we just do everything? <laughs> <laughs> well, we always start thinking we can do everything. But once our business starts to grow, everything just becomes a really long list. And, you know, one of the things, David, you and I both hear from business owners all the time is, I just can't keep up. I can't get it all done. Even when I add more people, there's always more to do than we can ever get done. So what, what that fuels is this misguided notion that you have to get everything done on your to-do list. People stress out because they can't do all the tasks. And... There's a point where you sort of cross over. It's almost a calmness where you say, uh, I realize now that I cannot get everything done that I wrote down that I want to do, everything on my to-do list. Once you accept the fact that you just can't do everything, you're not superwoman or superman, then you shift your goal. Instead of saying, how do I do everything on my list, what you do is you turn it around and you say, how do I prioritize this list? Which things on this list drive this business the most and let's just go after those and not try to do everything on the list. You know, it's interesting. I, I think that as business owners, I'll kind of piggyback on that. I think we're not, we're not starving for lack of opportunity. We're drowning in too many. And what we do, uh, you know, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this, but in my household, Jeff, my wife, Heather, she's the one that's the handy person in the household. And, but I will give her a hard time sometimes. She'll start like five or ten different projects in the house partially do each but not finish any of them and i think business owners we do that not recognizing that the only thing worse than not starting on a project is starting on a project and not finishing it for the company because it it, it's a waste of resources and it clutters up the space the attentional units of everyone in the business so knowing that we need to be focusing on fewer better things to get where we want to go because we have all this opportunity we're probably drowning in too much opportunity not starving for lack of it you had shared in scale something really important in Chapter 4. You had shared about this kind of concrete case study of Genevieve, who owned an online babysitting and pet sitting service called SitterCity.com, and, and how when she wanted to grow, she started to go through a series of, of kind of questions in her head to help her determine the next strategy to help her grow. Can you talk a little bit about this idea where she sat down and said, you know, hey, what would a winning strategy need to do for me? And, and how she kind of worked backwards to find her winning strategy to help her scale her company in a big way. Sure, because, you know, they had a whole bunch of different marketing. This is a marketing story in this case. But when they were talking about strategic planning, they were looking at lots of different programs they can, and campaigns they could launch to grow their existing market, which was, you know, primarily selling to, to housewives and, and private homes and elderly care, et cetera. Um, so they had a market they were trying to grow and a bunch of projects and campaigns and dollars allocated to go do those things. And in these conversations I remember having with her then, 
one of the things that was on the list was maybe pursuing a military market. But they were so busy that no one on the team had gotten around to really doing much with the military thing at that point. And it was a lot of work, and they were busy with lots of other stuff. So, you know, I remember her going through kind of the hypothetical. If we put all this amount of time and effort into these, all these other projects we have on the list, what could they potentially yield? And then just for the sake of a hypothetical discussion, which David and I advise all of you listening to do, what if, it's just a what-if game, what if we played this round-robin game and any one of those projects, what if we canceled all the other projects and put the whole team on this one just to see what would the result be? And it turns out that, that each of these projects that they were working on strategically could yield some percent growth. But if you put everybody on this military project, not only could you get it done, but it had the potential to double the size of the entire company nearly overnight. So when they went through the intellectual exercise of saying, if we move our resources around the chart and chart them against all the things that we have to do in our strategic plan, which one has the potential to really move the needle? And it turned out that pursuing this, this military contract had a chance to deliver a huge growth in business all in one fell swoop. So they did that with, with dramatic success. Yeah. Absolutely. So if we were going to kind of lay out some of these questions, let me share with you, the listeners, some of these questions that are going to help you. So first of all, just ask, what would a winning strategy need to do for you? I mean, uh, you know, I'm thinking, for example, of Thomas Jordan. Uh, Thomas is someone else we featured in the book. He has a mobile bottling company called Peregrine Mobile Bottling. And so for him, he's got the best technology of any mobile bottler in Napa Valley or in Northern California or even in Oregon for what he does. And he can do things with his million-dollar trailer that, that, quite frankly, there's no one else that's a mobile bottler can do, like do carbonated um, wine bottling, which where you would be semi-sparkling wines or ciders. And yet, so any winning strategy is going to have to be something that, for him, could help him get advantage of his technology by pricing higher for what he did by providing more value. And then he lists out what are all the possible strategies you could choose that would meet this criteria of your winning strategy and then you pick one, and then you say, if this strategy were to be successful, what assumptions are we making that would have to prove true, and how could we measure them to see if they are true? Sometimes you can check them out beforehand. Sometimes you have to you have to wait until I actually see, but at least if you start to measure them as you go, you can discover much faster if you're on the wrong track there, right, Jeff? I mean, this idea that we don't have to go down the wrong track for a year, we can find out in weeks or in months and adjust and course correct. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, that is sometimes when we talk to business owners, they say, well, you know, here's the cost of this strategy. If we pursue that, here's what it would cost to do, not realizing that if their dashboards and their systems and measurements are in place, you would never spend, let's say you say you, you, you budget out a project that would take you a year to do. You're not going to spend the whole year and then turn around and say, did it work, right, along the way of developing this strategy. You're going to have benchmarks and measurements in place. So you can say, is it working? And you can make those sort of locker room adjustments like good coaches do at halftime uh, well before you've spent that entire budget or that time. And if it's just not working, you can stop. You can say, look, this path is not productive, uh, and, 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 you know, we can back up. So you're not really risking a whole year's worth of budget for a whole year's project if you have good dashboards and measurements in place. And you hit on, by the way, David, just one other thing. You hit on another really important point, um, which is, 
uh, when you talked about Thomas Jordan, said, and, and I love Thomas's business and his approach, the project, uh, the, you know, the vehicle he chose to do, which is saying of all the projects I have, uh, are, are there projects that are uniquely suited to our skill set and our competitive advantage? Are there things that I could be doing that my competitors can't do anyway? Because that's probably a better use of your time and resources than doing things that make you an also-ran company. So focus heavily on your competitive advantages and unique differences and push those to the top of your strategy list. That's such an important one because I think sometimes we think, oh, my competitors offer X, so I have to match them for that. And, you know, whether it's a movement in price or offering a service, and for you, you might not be that good at it, but you might be stellar at something else. And I, and I think that's a really important piece you mentioned. And just to finish off the questions, the last question a business owner should ask is, hey, if you should hit a certain stop-loss point or, or, or a point at which you say, hey, this strategy, we, we've hit our threshold for what we're willing to invest in it, what's your rollback plan? And I remember, Jeff, actually, this is probably, I want to say about five years ago, you came out as a favor to Maui Mastermind to, to when we were doing our quarterly strategic planning. Like, just like we do for all of our clients, you came out and helped us out. And I remember you asked us, you said, hey, how would we know if this is working? And if it's not, what's our rollback plan? And I still remember that question. And it's such a useful one to think in advance, how much are we willing to go forward on this, making sure we can survive a strategy if it doesn't work? And what would our plan B and C be if we needed to roll it back and, and not put now, everything in, in the roll of one dice? Sir, and, and not only is that important with, with the rollback plan, if something's not working, what do we back up to? Uh, but... Uh, you and I always talk about the projecting forward plan. Frequently, I want to tell a really quick story that really le- helped help, help me learn this in business. Um, because frequently we look at our strategic plan and say, what should we do next? And when we do next, we look up to see if that thing we did worked or not. But I will tell you what, I was at the time at a charity event. The, the event was a woman named Jeanette Lee. She is the, uh, uh, they call her the Black Widow. She is the world's number one pool player. And I was watching her shoot pool. And she had a really easy shot lined up. And she stood there and stood there and stood there. And finally, I couldn't take it anymore. And I said, this shot is so obvious and so easy. What are you doing? And why are you standing there? And she said, Jeff, I'm not worried about the shot in front of me. She said, I'm trying to project six balls later. (laughs) And she said, I'm thinking through the next six shots in the row before I take this one to see where it puts me. And I went back to my business and I said, what do I do? Usually I look at the cue ball in front of me and what's going to happen when I take that shot. But, in fact, what she said is right. Smart business owners say, if I do this strategic move, where does it place me for the next move, the next move, and the next move? You've got to look six moves ahead and see where your strategy is taking you. <laughs> I love that. Boy, I can imagine for that instant, that moment, you probably felt a little bit like, oh, my gosh, I, I stepped into that one. I love the oh, fact that, that you learned that lesson. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so what I want to do right now is we're about to move to our next segment here. We're going to take a quick break. In the next segment, we're going to talk about how do business owners deal with procrastination and things that stop them from getting their action done. You're listening to Scale Your Business Radio, and I want to encourage all of our listeners to go to ScaleYourBusinessToolkit.com. That's ScaleYourBusinessToolkit.com for great tools and resources. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. 
the book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. If you've ever wanted to grow your business, but held yourself back from fear that it would take over your life, then we urge you to get your copy of Scale today. It'll give you a proven roadmap for rapidly growing your business while also gaining more personal freedom. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Scale is for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. That's scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Thank you.